0: Welcome to the Ruby Plus Podcast, Episode 14. Today's podcast is sponsored by RubyPlus.com. RubyPlus.com provides training in Ruby and Rails. Visit us at RubyPlus.com. Slash dot interview with David Heinemeier Hansen. DHH explains where the name Rails came from, what software he uses, his editor is TextMate2, and why he still loves Ruby. The Journey of a Rails Request by Tom Dawling. The author traces a request from the web server to the controller action method and follow the response back again. This will give you a glimpse of how Rails works under the hood. This covers Rack, the router, your controller code, and the response. An Introduction to Rails I-18N by Ilya Bodrov. This article discusses how to add support for internationalization in a Rails app, where to store translations where localized views are, how to format dates and times, etc. Making a Rails Health Check That Doesn't Hit the Database Tutorial by Ross Koffenberger. This article shows how to use Rack Middleware to do a health check of your Rails apps. Managing Private Dependencies with Bundler Tutorial by Daniel P. Clark. A short tutorial on how to manage private dependencies with Bundler. Speed up large data rendering in Rails with Clusterize.js tutorial by Nathaniel Rowe. Your amazing developer team has rocked your world with caching and other optimizations to get data from your client's Rails server over to the user's browsers. Your monitoring shows requests that were taking a whole 80 to 90 seconds to serve are now only taking 1500 milliseconds. And all that time is actually spent transferring megabytes of HTML to the browser. Actual data retrieval is about 10 milliseconds. These numbers come from a recent project the author did for a client with production data. Now to tackle the last piece of speeding it up. Chrome browser is taking minutes to fully build and render the page after it's received the data. 100% unacceptable. Time to drop in some asynchronous data transfer and specialized JS library to keep things snappy client side. Replace our spec controller specs with request specs tutorial by Aaron Sumner. A short tutorial on how to replace RSpec controller specs with request specs. Good Module, Bad Module by Richard Schneeman. A run-through of common module use cases good and bad, including namespacing, global methods, and sharing code, each judged on its own merits. The Ruby Gems I'd Rather Not Live Without by Sean Oldham. There are thousands of Ruby gems out there, each one built to solve a specific problem. Sean says he cannot live without Better Errors, Bootstrap, Puma, PG, and Annotate Gems. Use proper test adapter for active jobs inheriting from application job. Rails 5 introduced application job as the default base class for active job classes. When testing these classes, the proper test adapter was not being invoked due to looking for subclasses of active job base instead of its descendants. This change fixes it. Make fixture file upload work in integration tests. This change makes sure that the fixture file upload test helper works properly in integration tests. In case you missed it, integration tests are the default way of testing controllers in Rails 5. Allow download of email attachments in the mailer previews. In Rails 5, we can now download email attachments in mailer previews similar to real world emails. Ruby Gems Could Harm Your Memory by Marc Bousquet, the author provides some tips to minimize your application memory consumption related to your dependencies. The GitHub GraphQL API by Brandon Black. GraphQL is a specification for a data querying language. It was developed by Facebook. GitHub has started supporting GraphQL to overcome some of the limitations of RESTful hypermedia driven APIs. The ambition is to overcome two problems, scalability and being able to collect meta-information about the endpoints. You can check out a sample Rails 5 app that uses GitHub's open source GraphQL, Client Gem, to see how to use it web apps. Suture, a code refactoring tool for Ruby, by Test Double. Suture Gem is a refactoring tool for Ruby, designed to make it safe to change code you don't confidentially understand. It aims to make it safer to re-implement a code path it provides help to the entire life cycle of refactoring poorly understood code from local development to a staging environment and even in production you identify a seam create a seam and record the current behavior you can then ensure current behavior with a test by writing characterization tests you then specify and test a path for new code finally refactor or re-implement the legacy code Check out the GitHub page of this gem to learn more. Please check out the podcast section of rubyplus.com for links to all the articles mentioned during this Ruby Plus podcast. Thank you for listening to the Ruby Plus podcast. Be sure to tune in once every other Thursday for the latest news in the Ruby developer community. You can subscribe in your podcast app of choice or listen on our website, rubyplus.com. As always, if you have stories that you would like us to share, be sure to email us at feedback at or tweet the show at rubyplus.